0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's wake him up, get him up, get him going. It is Monday on hook 'em Him Up with Ian Rodby and what a weekend it was. What a show we have. Five hours, and our five-hour day-by-day conversation begins right now. And we've got a Super Bowl set for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54, and uh, we will certainly talk about how we got there. Two tremendous championship games yesterday, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. Uh, Thrillers both and uh, plenty of conversation to be had about the uh, championship Sunday and how we got there. Also that NFL coaching carousel, also college football and high school football coaching carousel. Spinning like crazy. We'll get you the very, very latest from a busy weekend on that uh, carousel. We've also got uh, Longhorn basketball news. Longhorn's rough one at uh, BYU on uh, Saturday. Now a quick turnaround. One of the best teams in all of college basketball in Austin tonight. We will preview that down at the Moody Center and get you ready for some hoops. Also uh, NBA over the weekend. So it'll be a busy one. lot to do as we launch your Monday. We appreciate you being there wherever you find us on this, the 29th of January, 20 and 24. Uh, final few days of the first month of 2024 launches right now. And if you're finding us on 1019, we appreciate that. On the FM dial, also AM 1260. And we're always there for you on that Horn app digitally. Just download it to your smartphone. Uh, touch of a button. You've got this show and all the shows here on the Horn. We appreciate you doing that. Tell a friend. Send that app to a friend. It's so easy to do. Say, hey, check out uh, this show over on the Horn app. It's uh, uh, Ian Rodby we we'll hook them up and, of course, Ty Henderson, our producer, this morning as we get you going to start the work week. Also at hornfm.com, always streaming live all over the 512, all over the great state and all over the world on what's going to be about a seven, almost a 70-degree day today. A little chilly this morning. Temperature's right around 40 degrees, uh, about 44 right here on our South Austin Onion Creek compound as we get you launched. Look who it is. He's made his way uh, across town to join us here in the compound. He is our shutdown corner, five hours a day, five days a week. Coming off his busy weekend, he is out of the 713 down in Houston, Texas. DB High down there, also from DBU right here in the 512, a lifetime longhorn. He is the football theorist. He is Blackstradamus, the proud papa of baby Monroe. Happy Monday, Rod B.
0: Happy Monday to you too, brother. And I appreciate the uh the intro and the hospitality as always. Uh yeah, and a uh, great weekend of uh championship Woo. football. So we'll get into that. Uh not so great for Texas basketball. We'll also Ooh. get into that. And yeah, man, a lot of uh lot of coaching carousel nuggets get to coordinator hires all over the NFL. The Kellen Moore Eagles uh hype too is k- It's kind of strange and weird we'll get into that too so there's a lot to get into a lot to talk about before we do we always like to and we are proud to uh show love to those who serve each and every morning it's a uh A duty, but also a uh, burden and an honor for those who serve. So we just want to show them we appreciate them. Our society built on the selflessness of service. So all those out there who are serving in any capacity, God, country, and community, the teachers, the nurses, the first responders, the soldiers, the officers of the law. I mean, there are so many people out there. We can't name them all, can't name all the professions, but just want you to know that you are top of mind each and every morning. Thank you.
1: It? No. no doubt about that, and uh, yeah, great games yesterday. I thought uh, with the uh, two o'clock AFC Championship game, the late game out in San Francisco, both were thrillers. Um, there were head-scratching coaching decisions in both. There were undisciplined penalties and plays, and all kinds of uh, you know good, bad, and ugly on a Monday. That's how we do it on Hook 'em Up: the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I thought both games uh, brought a little bit of uh, all three. So we'll dive into those games, and as you say, that coaching carousel spinning quickly. Uh, we'll get to all of it. Let's start with the headlines, the top stories on this Monday to make sure you're fully aware and caught up so we can uh, have some conversations for about five hours uh, here on this Monday morning. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories and it certainly starts in the NFL. The matchup for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas is set. Following a pair of terrific conference championship games yesterday in the NFC, the Detroit Lions roared out to a 24-7 halftime lead over top seeded San Francisco. uh, Looking unstoppable, but it was Kyle Shanahan's 49ers, that uh, made the adjustments at halftime. They scored 27 straight points in the second half to erase the deficit, then held on for a 34-31 win. Niners quarterback Brock Purdy led five second-half scoring drives, three went for touchdowns. He finished with 267 yards through the air, also rushed for 48 yards. The win sent San Francisco to the Super Bowl for the eighth, eighth time in the franchise's history. Uh, their opponent there in Vegas will be, of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who punched their ticket to a second straight Super Bowl, uh, the defending champs, and they've been there four times in five years now. They upset Baltimore. The Ravens on the road in the AFC Championship game 17-10. to Kansas City scored touchdowns on their first two offensive drives of the game. They kicked a field goal just before halftime, and that was it for their scoring. But it was their stingy defense that did the rest. Held Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense to its lowest offensive output of the season. Forced two huge fourth-quarter turnovers to preserve the victory. It's a Super Bowl 54 rematch coming up in two weeks in Vegas. We'll talk about it all morning long. Both of those games and the matchup. Also from football over the weekend, plenty of news from that uh, coaching carousel. After tabbing Vic Fangio to coordinate their defense, the Philadelphia Eagles have now added former Chargers and Cowboys offense coordinator Kellen Moore to take control of their offense. 35-year-old was blocked from all interviews until new Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh was hired late last week. Speaking of Harbaugh and college football, Michigan officially promoted uh, his offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Michigan, Sharon Moore, to replace him there. Uh, 37-year-old gets a new five-year contract over the weekend. Back to the NFL, where new uh, Falcons head coach Raheem Morris has hired L.A. Rams quarterback coach and passing game coordinator Zach Robinson to be his offensive coordinator. In Buffalo, the Bills removed the interim tag from offensive coordinator Joe Brady. He's given, them, given him the full-time role. Meanwhile, uh, of course, Brady took over the offense from Ken Dorsey when he was fired on November the 14th. And... Brady helped Buffalo win six of his last seven games to claim the AFC East title. Ken Dorsey, meanwhile, was hired by the Browns over the weekend to be their new. Offensive coordinator. Uh, back to college football, Longhorn Special Assistant Head Coach Joe D. Camillus is reported leaving his role with the Longhorns to become the Special Teams Coordinator at South Carolina. And a bit of a surprise from the high school ranks over the weekend after retiring as head coach at Westlake two years ago, the Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame head coach Todd Dodge, has announced that he has accepted the head coaching position at Lucas Lovejoy High up in the DFW Metroplex. The 61 year old will start his new position today. Texas basketball over the weekend. Longhorns men had their two-game win streak snapped. They had beaten back-to-back ranked opponents, but couldn't make it three in a row. They lost at BYU on Saturday, 84-72. Cougars shot 64% from the field. Longhorns, meanwhile, made just 10 field goals in the second half. They fall to 3-4 in the Big 12. Very quick turnaround for Rodney Terry's Longhorns. They welcome fourth-ranked Houston to Moody Center tonight for a big Monday matchup. That game tips at 8 o'clock tonight. Texas women, meanwhile, rebounded from their midweek loss to OU. They took down Cincinnati on Saturday, 67-50.
0: Horror headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. I think Patrick Mahomes is at the point now where I can't doubt Patrick Mahomes ever again in any circumstance. I just have to pick Patrick Mahomes in at, at, every time. Every time there is a a matchup where I look at both sides. Shout out to my man Ty because he picked Kansas City. And the crazy thing about it, at the beginning of the year, I think we all picked Kansas City and San Fran in the, in the Super Bowl. But after watching Baltimore, I thought, new information. I was like, man, that defense is as good as it's ever been. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. And Patrick Mahomes just doesn't have the weapons. And it didn't matter. All he needed was Kelsey. It was just him. It was like watching Cole McCoy and Jordan Shipley. Remember that it was just, that offense was basically just them in two thousand nine. It was just basically a bromance between them. No team could stop them. They were like double team or triple team. Didn't really matter. That's basically what it was. It didn't matter.
1: Yeah. And it was
0: Travis. It was just a, It was watching you bromance between the arguably the the guy who's on the the track to be the greatest. It's crazy to think this too. We got so many elements to discuss. That we just talked about how there's nobody ever going to touch Tom Brady and, and his achievements in what as far he's as accomplished.
1: Total wins. Total wins. 35 every, playoff yeah, wins. The yeah.
0: Wins and then, you know, the Super Bowl wins, all that. And then it's like, well, hold up. Is this kid, Patrick Mahomes, already on track to do it? What the? Un- it's unbelievable how good Patrick Mahomes is. And once again, I doubted Patrick Mahomes. That's on me. That was ignorance on my part. We talk about how great he is all the time. And he is on, on, at the point where nope, I'm not, he ain't MJ yet, you know, nothing like that. But do you remember getting to the point where you never picked against MJ. Yeah. I mean, he's like, no, no, I don't care about the matchup. I don't give a damn about your matchup. No, I don't care about your analysis. I don't pick against MJ. I think Patrick Mahomes is there for me now. I'm I'm done with the analysis on it. Nope, I'm not picking against
1: him. Just pick him. So you're picking him against (laughs) the Niners? Yeah. yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't pick against him anymore. I know. He,
1: well, he, and the combination of on the he, road. Yeah, he and Kelsey.
0: Come on, man. Uh,
1: 11 catches, 116 yards. 11 targets, 11 catches. So every time he <laughs> threw it to his bromance, it was a completion. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you also have to add Andy Reid uh, in the game plan, yeah. Steve Spagnuolo in their defense. And Spags is decent, man. Uh, you know, I know, I remember early in the year, I talked about how good the Chiefs are in coverage. They're just really, really sticky on the back end. They've rebuilt their secondary, and it showed up again. But again, you know, to have a, a, you know, to the victor go the spoils, but you also have to have the Ravens side of it, which, gosh, man, that team was not ready to seize the championship. They just weren't. No. Uh, their game plan, where Andy Reid and, uh, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes' game plan was on point. Uh, they, they predicted you know that's that 's a lot of, lot of coaching rod, and you know this as a football theorist you 've got to try to anticipate what what uh, your opponent 's game plan is going to be and try right. to attack it. They, you know they, they, I think they, they realized they 'd see a lot of zone early, uh, so they you know which was that a mistake or or, or the right way well but, because the ravens play that 's what they do yeah they play, a lot, they play a lot of zone and they attacked it, and you know no, nobody better than Travis Kelsey finding the soft spots, and if you 're not going to hit him off the line and he didn't, you know reroute him and let him cruise into your zone, he's going to find a spot, and, and Patrick Mahomes is going to find him over and over. I mean, those first two drives, one went for 86 yards, one went for 75 yards, uh, controlling the ball. Um, but, you know, I'll give Baltimore this credit. They did make the adjustments. After the two touchdowns, they really put a blanket on that offense for, the, for a good part of the game. They didn't score another touchdown. Uh, and then they just went into self-destruct mode, the Ravens, in my mind. Um, you know, they two things specifically, A, the penalties and the, the undisciplined nature of their yeah. team. But they they only handed the ball off to a running back five times in a football game. I mean, I thought going in, being bullies and trying to run the football against a team that they, you know, that we know they cover very well. Their secondary yeah. is really, really good. Their pass rush is excellent. Why are you dropping – I mean, they only ran the ball on first down three times the entire game. So I didn't like the offensive game plan. And yeah. then, of course, the penalties. One thing I tweeted yesterday, Rod, was after the two long touchdown drives. So if you go between the two long touchdown drives and went at 14-7 and then the, the 25-yard pass at the end of Marquez Valdez-Scanling that, that sealed the deal, which was a really ballsy call. The, the, the Chiefs only out only had, had 38 more yards mm-hmm. than the Ravens gave them in penalties. In that stretch, mm-hmm. yeah. from the two touchdowns to the last play that, that sealed it, only 38 more yards gained than the Ravens gave them in penalties. Hell, Rob, the field goal before the half was mm-hmm. 30 yards in personal foul penalties. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. That
0: was, all, that was two of them in a row.
1: And if you go back to the first down play, it was, looked like the Chiefs were ready to just run the clock out, go to halftime, go up the 14-7, and then you get a, a taunting call or at least an a, you know, unsportsmanlike late hit thing yeah. on Kyle Van Noy. Then you get the, the uh, smack to the quarterback's That's face. That, yeah. So you're giving Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback um maybe ever, thirty yards so that they go go kick a field goal right before the half, then the whole second half, just on discipline rod, penalties. You get the Zay flowers.
0: Oh, taunting it's, it's taunting, and then the fumble on the goal on oh. there. That was brutal. That was brutal. They had a, they had a shot there. They did. You don't have many opportunities against the Chiefs. They had a shot there and they, you're right. They unraveled. They, they unraveled. just unraveled. They, they, you, you, really could see the poise of the Chiefs, and you saw the experience in those big moments. You saw it, and it, it, really did materialize right there on the field. You saw the Ravens. That was a team that had not been that deep in the playoffs. You know, that often they didn't have that they experience. Never hosted team. a home <laughs> uh,
1: AFC Championship right? game.
0: The, the, the emotion of the moment just overwhelmed them. Exactly. And, then she, and you, you remember the Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey drew the taunting penalty. Yes, he well, I sure the, did. Sorry, I Drew the on like conduct He was It was to like conduct. Oh, I think Van Noy, when he drew that, and he started laughing. He's like, "I got y'all. I got you. I already knew. He started yeah. laughing, and I was like, "The refs don't see him laughing. He's obviously." But they, the Chiefs knew that in that moment they that they were going to be too emotional. Did you see in the, in the pregame Justin Tucker? And Travis Kelsey and Patrick oh, Mahomes get yeah. pregame pregame, get little pre, little little pregame passive aggressiveness uh, before. Because basically, Justin Tucker kept putting his little tee down, and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes would kick it out of the way, and throw it up, out yeah. of the way. And they never talked to each other, or never confronted each other. But it was just, you know, it just to me, it seemed like the Ravens were way too emotional for that game, and the Chiefs were not. The Chiefs were really businesslike Poised. in their approach, and it showed. Although, like you said, early on in the game. When the Chiefs got that lead... And then, like you said, in crucial moments and critical in critical moments, the 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 Ravens just couldn't handle the emotion of those moments. Even when Zay Flowers got the big reception and then had the taunting, it was like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, what are you doing? What are you
0: doing? <laughs> what, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why'd you get up and spin the ball and then well, look? What are you doing? And
1: just... you know, in this day and age, where everybody <laughs> <laughs> wants to question the officials and whatnot, you couldn't even question any of these. These were obvious. Yeah. I mean, that was taunting. I mean, it, you just can't. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. And, and just then
0: spin the ball on you the. You know,
1: day. and his fumble as he's reaching for the goal line. That's that's, that's that's a frustrating thing. That's but a, great, a
0: great play. Great
1: play by LeJarius Sneed coming great from the backside. Play. Um, you know, oh, man. And then, you know, the I mean, the, arguably the biggest mistake of the game, if there is such a thing in a game of so many plays mistakes and mistakes and good plays, was the Lamar Jackson interception and the triple coverage. I mean, that's what just – What are you doing? I mean, that's – you're, you're in You're at least in field goal range to make it a 17-10 game. What are you doing?
0: Uh,
1: and he throws it into not, not one, not two, but three – uh, he thought he might get some pass interference there, but that was that was on lamar jackson those, those are those are scoring opportunities. Uh, and, you know, that's where you give the Chiefs credit. I think you said it right, business trip, right? They go on the road. They build a quick lead, uh, two really, really great drives to, yep. to stagger your opponent and then just kind of let them unravel. Yeah. Uh, and it it was there for the Ravens to come, still come take, they, and a, they couldn't. The, yeah,
0: they had a couple of chances there. They but sure you, did. They
1: They beat themselves. and think them so. They had a
0: the turnover. They had the taunting penalties. You're right. And then Lamar Jackson with the interception. I mean, those are the three plays pretty much where they had an opportunity to come back, and they kind of kind of rode a wave of momentum with it. But every time they started to have a little bit of that positive momentum, they would shoot themselves in the foot.
1: Well, they had the more total the yards in the winning. game. I mean, the Chiefs only ended up with 319 total yards. No, Mike
0: McDonald did a good job. He did a great right. job. You were right with the adjustments. He did. he did. That was a great job by him in making the schematic adjustments. But it wasn't about skiing.
1: <laughs> but the <Executives>. play- execution. Execution. <laughs> <Right>? uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, in a game like that, to that magnitude where everything's under the microscope, I mean, you can't give a team 60 yards and personal foul penalty yardage mm. You can't turn the ball over twice in the red zone in the scoring zone. It's, uh, it's just you know you're not going to win the championship there even if you have a really good team like the Ravens did. Uh, I actually put out a question: Have we ever seen a, a really good team, which the Ravens have been this year? Mm. All the stats we've had historically oh, no. good and blowout blowouts of good teams, they just unraveled. And I'm trying to think of a team that, that that was really good for most of the year, all the year that that played that poorly. Somebody sent me Carolina, the 15-1 Panthers with Cam Newton who ended up getting to the Super Bowl. The
0: yeah, MVP, yeah, that was you know, a good he, team.
1: And he had four, they had four turnovers mm. and 12 penalties, and yeah. I had forgotten about that. But that's right. That's what It was just like, what? And so you got to give all credit to the Chiefs and you know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Um, they have rebuilt this team around their defense. I shouldn't say rebuilt, but they know they have a transcendently great quarterback. Uh, and and they've, they've invested in the offensive line. They've invested in their defense. Uh, we know about the weaponry around him isn't as great as it's been in the past. But man, that defense, Steve Spagnolo, that was that was awesome. That was a masterclass by them. It was. I felt like in that it's game. I, and yeah, kept
0: coming after Lamar. They blessed him. I mean, it was. Yeah,
1: and Lamar Jackson made his mistakes.
0: They, yeah, they, I will say this about uh, spagnolo, man, he is. He does a great job of mixing up the looks and bringing up his DBs, pressuring with DBs. They were coming from everywhere from Lamar. And Lamar could never, he never really seemed to be able to figure out or get a get a pulse really on what Steve Spagnuolo was doing. He never, he never seemed comfortable. Yeah, he ne- it was all the only big plays he made were him kind of extending play. Nothing was on time.
1: Yeah, he did. The, the picture was never clear there was for him. There's nothing in a rhythm, you know. Well, and that's why nothing I go back sporadic. to. Well, I mean, if you're you can't go replay the game for the Ravens, but you really only handed the ball to the running yeah. backs three, four, five times in the whole game.
0: So your your offense that kept your offense out of rhythm almost. Yeah, your first it, down
1: yeah. calls were always runs. Yeah. And, uh, Gus Edwards had you know three rushes. Uh, Jud- Justice Hill had three rushes. I mean, they just weren't they, they weren't even trying to run the football. Uh, which I know Lamar Jackson is their leading pass and rusher, and a lot of their rushing yards come from him. But man, you you have to establish the ground and pound against a, a secondary that good in my mind. But they didn't, and uh, I don't know if they they got uh, rattled a bit by the early fast start. And in the fact, they couldn't stop Travis Kelsey and couldn't cover the Chiefs my there in the was, beginning.
0: I, I really, I, I know Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. But <clears throat> man, the Ravens were one of the be- they were the best defense in the league. They couldn't they couldn't they didn't know Travis Kelsey was going to be the guy. Yeah. early on. To me, that I was like, you know, I'm letting somebody else beat me. These other guys, they can have it. Travis Kelsey is not gonna, you know, have a record day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he it, did. He did. It, it was just, it was just, it was a bro, it was a bromance on, on, on the field between Travis Kelsey and between Patrick Post. And my thing was, you gotta break tendency at the right time. I would have I would have manned him up. I will zone the rest.
1: Yeah, and Kyle I'm gonna zone.
0: I'm gonna zone the rest. I'm manning him up. We're gonna man. We're gonna man him up and within a zone. Yeah. So, so you'll get a little bit of help. You'll know where your help is, but you also – we got a man on. You cannot allow Kelsey just running through your secondary in the zone. I don't give a damn if it is a match-up zone,
1: a it pattern is. match. It don't matter. Well, he's, his instincts are so great to find those little holes and kind of read. And you know that, uh, you know, when, when he sees zone, Patrick Mahomes is going to look for, for Kelsey. Uh. And and uh, those two will work so as you said, it's almost like Shipley and McCoy uh, back in the day. They, they know where the other's going to be. Uh, and it was, you know, the lead that they built, and then the Ravens could never come get it, and they self-destructed, I felt like, a little bit, uh, in that, or a lot of bit in that second half. Speaking of self-destruct, how about the Detroit Lions and the 49ers? Congratulations to the lifetime Longhorn Kyle Shanahan, great friend of yours. I mean, that was uh, – Oh, yeah. Speaking Ooh. of poise. That was big. Uh, to stay with it. Let's start with the, with the Lions, though, Rod. I mean, what a first half. I mean, what a master class by – uh, ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, had the the 49ers' defense on its heels at all levels. Uh, it was really, really impressive to see them go up and down the field in the first half. And I'll say this for Dan Campbell: I mean, I understand who you are and what your mindset is, but Rod, you got to take your points when you can get your points in the second half. I, I mean, somebody needs to, the dumbass coach needs to get to Dan Campbell and say, "Look, man, I know what we've been. I know how we get here. We go for it on fourth down more than anybody." But with a 17-point lead on the road in the NFC Championship game, yeah. any points we got to take them. We have to. This isn't about the regular season and the analytics, and this is about winning this game. And uh, you, you, it's one of those: if you take those two field goals, which you were in field goal range twice on fourth downs and you mm-hmm. went for it, didn't get anything out of it, so those are like turnovers for for the 49ers to not give up any. Because all the Niners want to do is not let you score any more points. Yeah. They're down 17 points. They, they need you to get – and it yeah. wasn't like the offense guy was getting stopped. They were still moving the ball, Rod. He just didn't take his two field goals, one in the third quarter, one in the fourth. I think they'd be in the Super Bowl today had they tried to kick those field goals, but we'll never know. Uh, but I felt like their, their head coach hurt them badly in that second <laughs> half. Meanwhile, the 49ers made great adjustments, made some spectacular plays, and I thought Brock Purdy played really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I – I can't really criticize Dan Campbell in that moment because that's who he is. This is the Scorpion and the Frog. That's, I know. This is who Dan Campbell is. We've seen it all season long. And by the way, it's a big reason why they've gotten there. All right. And we saw it against the Cowboys too. It also can – it's the gift and the curse. It's, it's not always going to work out for him, but this, it is in Dan Campbell's nature to be that aggressive. And his team backs him up. I'm with you. I think at, at times you need to be a little bit more judicious, right, uh, calculating about those yeah, types of decisions. Time and place here. Time and place Right? Here. I agree with that. But, you know, that's just who Dan Campbell is. And he coaches <laughs> with that kind of emotional edge. He does. And which you wanted for him at times to kind of remove emotion from the equation, but that would be asking Dan Campbell to be somebody else. <laughs> right? I know. That's not who Dan Campbell is. But, he but, coaches but, with that he kind of – and that's – by the way, that's why they have an edge because they play four-down football. They play four-down football a lot of the time. It's hard to defend four-down football. As Long Island fans know, we've had to defend it before. Yeah, once it's, they cross
1: midfield, they're into four-down four football. They're in four-down football all the time. So that's – And my man. only – to your point, the Scorpion and the Frog, it's true. But at the same time, look, I mean, when the Niners came out with the ball in the second half and they are down, you know, 24-7, you know, they move the ball down the field, and they kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. You're Detroit. You come right back. You move the ball down the field. If you kick the field goal, you then match them. You see
0: make their, make their drive moot.
1: And the quarter half <laughs> over. That drive
0: don't even matter. I mean, what you, it, yeah. at
1: that point with the lead, you're playing the clock. You're playing I, scoring I, opportunities. I don't disagree with you. So that's I what I'm saying. Okay, okay, Dan, it's been great that we're here. But right now, we just need to match what they do. Yeah. Don't let them get the momentum. Just keep, keep our, you know, keep punching. It's almost like a boxing match where we have this fight won. We can get all the way to the end. If we just don't get knocked out, we're, we, can, we can win this thing. But he's not
0: a – you're asking Dan Campbell to play not to lose, and that is not how he coaches. Yeah, I no. know. Well, it cost him in this game. And it did. How it many did.
1: opportunities do you get I don't disagree with that. Uh, to be up seven, You've got to on know one.
0: when to break tendency. And I always say to win big games, you've got to break tendency. He didn't break tendency. Stuck with it. Stuck he, with he it. He said
1: afterwards he doesn't regret <laughs> it, but uh, that's kind of burying the league. He's got to give a lot of credit to the 49ers for coming back. I mean, the Brandon iU fifty-one yard spectacular tip drill catch was unbelievable. Um, yeah. Niners were Niners were resilient, and for you know this is this is breaking character for them to have to come from behind in these games. Rod. Yeah, they don't. They do like that. to be They've, the front runners. Yeah.
0: But I will say that, uh, man, that defense has issues. They got – I told you guys you can run to the edge. Well, i tell you all oh, last week I said you can run on the oh, edge. Oh, perimeter runs were there
1: all day. They
0: started out that way. Remember, they got the reverse early on and Jameer Gibbs on the edge earlier and they kept hitting that edge early. That's really – and that's kind of what the, the 49ers fig- figured that out. But I just uh, – man, that, that defense, they're in trouble. That defense has got some serious issues. Yeah, Andy Reid and Reed, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes will be <you> watching <laughs> that film for
1: two weeks getting ready for this game. Getting ready thinking, for that game. Yeah, we got me. some stuff for them. Yeah, they got some.
0: I, I, I think for the 49ers, though, you're right. They've won out of character the last two, two games. I don't know if that's good or bad. I really don't. I'm not sure if that's good or bad because Brock Purdy played a bad game and, and, and usually they don't come from behind in, when they're down in the fourth quarter by possession from five to eight points. They did that uh, two weeks ago. And this past weekend, you just pointed out, I mean, them down, being down 17 points, that they're a front-running team. Their formula is a front-running team. And Brock Purdy is meant to be a quarterback that leads you back from down double digits in the playoffs, and they had to do it. So maybe it's a good thing. I mean, they did that. That, that comeback, by the way, was like in eight, nine minutes.
1: Well, and this, again, not to make it all about Dan Campbell, but that's what you can't give your it's opponent like momentum in minutes. those moments. <laughs> that's where you're trying Switch. to protect your lead and uh, keep momentum in your side. And I felt like uh, Dan Campbell hurt his football team quite a yeah. bit. Because I, th- I really think, you know, exactly. the breadth of the game, the, not- the Lions were the better team. I mean, Lions were, you know, they were outstanding. And, you know, the the fumble was huge, right? The critical fumble and the misplay between Goff and, and Jameer Gibbs. It was really the big mistake. But I thought the coach made some mistakes there. Where, I mean, those six points are, are humongous. I mean, humongous. And uh, you didn't get them. And uh, that's your style. I get it 100%. But, man, again, to try to get to a Super Bowl and um, to play that well for, the, for that length of the game, to give yourself a chance and then to not take those points. Frustrating, I think. For Lions fans But you said I was actually Watching the game With a good buddy of mine Who's a huge Lions fan And he said what you said, said That's just what we've been all year it's That's what, what we, we do I've yeah. uh, watched those games know, he, Yeah, Yeah I get it <laughs> I get it <laughs> he is,
0: But you know what Usually like I said Usually it pays off More for him At least at one point It's the same thing That happened to him In the Cowboys game N- None of it worked out Usually one of those Works out for him and he, he really did. It kind of it really blew up. In and the you space give the Niners time. credit
1: for uh, you know getting the stops on both of those. One of them yeah. was a Josh Reynolds drop. I mean the the ball hit him yeah. in the hands. That's oh, a that was brutal. And trust me, I've been given the uh, oh man the the gif on uh, social media quite a bit about uh, two Aggies, Dan Campbell and Josh Reynolds costing them the Lions. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> because that Dan Campbell's decisions and then Josh Reynolds you know dropping a ball way. on a fourth down was huge. Somebody said, hey guys, remember Steve Spagnolo stopped that uh, 07 Patriots offense. That's true. We forget that that when the undefeated Giants, yeah. undefeated Patriots played the Giants in the Super Bowl, Steve Spagnuolo's defense that uh, well, was able is to, definitely underrated man. He is tremendous. All right, so we'll talk about Oliver taking your messages. They're all pouring in here at four four seven three seven seven six. This says Lamar Jackson, the Dak Prescott of Baltimore. Dak Prescott, the Lamar Jackson of Dallas. Uh, people mm, wondering. We'll talk nah, about Lamar.
0: Lamar's got two MVPs. So. I don't know. If you need to be comparing Lamar to
1: Dak. Well, Dak may be the runner-up to the MVP this year we're when the votes up, come in on Fe- February eighth. Having two of them
0: though, Dulce of them babies.
1: Yeah, and that's why that was.
0: <laughs> I know that's I why. Can't I, throw that ball in that, a
1: triple coverage, man. The
0: narrative now for Lamar, we were talking about how drastically it would shift if he won. Yep. we were t- talking about him must being one of the you know comparable potentially to Mahomes and you know and being a two-time MVP, and, but now. Even though he's got the two MVPs, it's almost working against him a little bit in narratives because, well, oh, he, he's, like, he's like James Harden or these other superstars. He's like, yeah, he's great in the regular season, but let me see what he can do in the postseason. And the, the stats don't lie. The numbers don't
1: lie. Well, and you're going up against the GOAT, uh, who doesn't make any mistakes yeah, really. You're
0: in the Michael Jordan shadow, yeah, oh, man. So it's unfortunate for you.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, who, ask who's, gosh, yeah. who's
0: Lamar Jackson? In the, who won like multiple MVPs in the, in the MJ time like that?
1: I mean, you just mentioned James Harden. I mean, I said that wasn't MJ time. I'm trying to think who. Ch- Ch- Car- Chuck Malone one,
0: right?
1: Carmelo. Malone, Car- Malone.
0: is probably Charles that. Yeah. Car- Charles Chuck- Barkley. Yeah, Carmelo and Chuck are probably close to that. All
1: right, good yeah. stuff. Uh, Ty did pick the Chiefs, so we'll talk to Ty coming up. Uh, we'll also get to uh, the the, uh, the other conversations with you. 447-3776. Uh, everyone's got some opinions. Let's take them. We'll also get to Rod's behind the BOC. There is some, a little bit of news from the 40 Acres we'll get to, some what the facts, and it's all about Super Bowl 58 Chiefs. Niners in Vegas. Rematch. Rematch from four years ago. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn. Man, what uh, what a couple of championship games we were treated to yesterday and last night, AFC and NFC championship games. We anticipated a couple of heavyweight matchups, and uh, I think we got – Exactly what we asked for there. Uh, low scoring slugfest in the AFC, more of a high scoring shootout in the NFC. Uh, but two really compelling football games. We now have a Super Bowl set for Las Vegas in two weeks, and uh, we'll get the what the facts for the top of the hour, Rod. But uh, the Detroit Lions can now join a, gr- a group, uh, a group you don't want to be a part of. Uh, teams to blow a 17 point halftime lead in the playoffs and lose by three or more points. The Lions now join the Falcons in the Super Bowl of 2017. Hmm. The Oilers of Houston of in course. 1993, I knew that one, and the 49ers hmm. back in 1957 hmm. to the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, yeah. yes. We were talking about that yesterday. What about so the Texans? Three others? Uh, to the Chiefs, uh, the Texans. Well, that was uh, that was 24 nothing, but that uh, by halftime they had already yeah, closed the had, line. Oh, we're the talking about already. from halftime. Okay, I got you. Yeah, they from had, halftime.
0: They had the lead already. <laughs> the Texans are the first team to blow a 20. 20- Four plus point, a twenty-one plus point lead, and already be losing by halftime. That's never happened.
1: Yeah, they're in a class of their own. <laughs> yeah, that they got a separate. That's an old no, different that's, that's true. That's category. Yeah, yeah,
0: to be to be a, that in that. I didn't Phil realize O'Brien, the comeback was that, that fast.
1: Oh, oh yeah, it was, it was so fast. A it was
0: so quick. It took, <laughs> it took like well, 10 minutes. Well, I think minutes. that's
1: what's so frustrating about the 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 conversation about Dan Campbell and the Lions because you know. If you go back, I mean, having watched every play of that horrible 1993 Oilers game, I mean, for the Oilers to blow a 30, you know, the the lead they had at the half, it had to be both ways, right? The Mm -hmm. offense had to go to sleep and the defense had to fall apart, which both happened. In this case, the Lions' offense wasn't bad in the second half. They were moving the ball. They were responding to the line. They were still getting their Mm -hmm. yards. It was just the head coach's unwillingness to take points. Like, I mean, just take points. Just get your three and get out of here. You know, that's just, again, it's not his his nature – but it, it may have cost her i shouldn't even say may i think it cost his his team a chance to go to the super bowl and um you know and a rematch with the chiefs who if you remember right they played back in week 1 right the they were the first game of the year the lions and chiefs that thursday night special yeah. instead it will be the niners and chiefs which is a rematch of super bowl 54 but you know that because uh, you know, the fumble was crucial. The, the fumble was critical for the lines. at the same time. Fumble, a drop. The drop, the, Josh Reynolds. The, I, uh, those, are, those are big execution plays. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's not really on the decision to go for. That's on the execution of the play.
1: I'm just saying if you have a chance to put points on the board with that lead, that's how mm. you continue dis- to keep the momentum on your side.
0: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. But the execution by the players, that's different than a decision. But you're right. The second time, the second time he goes for it, probably should have taken the points there considering the situation. Because that would have made the end-of-game
1: <clears throat> scenario much different if you used the yes. three there. Yeah. And you would have uh, made it, it could have tied drive. the game at 24.
0: Yeah, and they had – like you said, they had, just drive, they had just drove down and gotten three. There's 27. It had taken their – basically their drive and made it moot.
1: Yep, that's right. And taken
0: a lot of momentum, snatched a lot of momentum away from them. And, like, damn.
1: and that's what you don't want to give that team, and especially the home team in that regard was yeah. was, was No, and momentum. that's the thing,
0: too. On the road, maybe you should have a different approach. I would love to go see – I'd to see the breakdown of his fourth down – uh, calls and conversions on the road as opposed to at home. Cause remember, they're a They are a dome team.
1: They are they're dome, dome
0: warriors, team. and they played really well. They actually started out that, that game. I mean, like you, said, they, you can argue they outplayed the oh. 49ers. The 49ers just had that stretch. I mean, they closed the gap on that 17-point lead, guys, in nine minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. Took them nine Field
1: minutes. Field goal, then the touchdown, <laughs> then the fumble, then quick another, another quick touchdown. Yeah, it was – it, it was that quick, but man, what a good game it was! What a fun game it was, both ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're a, a Ravens fan or a Lions fan this morning, you're highly frustrated. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan, you're thrilled. With Detroit,
0: uh, yeah, you gotta be frustrated because you were up by 17.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say that
0: there's as a organization, they're ahead of schedule. Nobody expected them to be here, but you were up by 17. That's that's the, it's like the Texans. It's like yeah, we weren't supposed to. Be on the road, but you weren't supposed to. On the road, you weren't supposed to be up by twenty something points on the Chiefs, and you were, and you didn't expect to beat them. You're like, well, now you're here, now you're up, now you got the game, and you still end up losing the game. That's the frustrating part, even though they are in a different class the forty nine ers are considered or are considered a better team. Um, you outplayed them,
1: yeah. you outplayed
0: them and lost. That's that's
1: devastating. Yeah, uh, and those, because those opportunities don't come very often. Ask the Lions. They know very well. Dan Campbell uh, said that. Dan Campbell. He said
0: that. He was like, I told him, man, you don't get these opportunities a lot. He said, I told him it'll be harder next year. It'll be harder a year after that, which is amazing well, what the Chiefs Chemistry,
1: I mean, it's uh, – that's what I said to Ty this year about his Texas Rangers, man. You, just because you're ahead of schedule doesn't mean you can't go win the damn thing. Texas. Yeah, the Longhorns, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Longhorns are not going to the SEC. They yeah. were in the dang thing. They were it, in the tournament. It, it that, that they man. were there and uh, couldn't, couldn't finish it. And, yeah, I mean, you just never know. You just never know. Uh, all right, Rod, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. Speaking of Texas, let's talk some uh, Longhorn football. Also take your thoughts on these championship games and now the Super Bowl matchup. But let's go behind the BOC. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What? what? Is behind
0: that curtain. A couple of uh, football nuggets here. Uh, We can talk some basketball too, but a couple of uh, football nuggets. I know a lot of Longhorn fans were hoping that Jabbar Muhammad would um, make his decision, and it will be Longhorns. It will not. Uh, Jabbar Muhammad is choosing Oregon, Uh, he's going to be cornerback out of Washington. Uh, Will be going to Oregon And a lot of people believe that uh, Oregon was kind of able to promise him I don't even know how you do that these days (laughs) More playing time And he wants more playing time In Texas they rotate their DBs a lot And he he doesn't necessarily want to be In that rotation of defensive back So uh, that's a uh, a nugget that's out there as well Um, Brandon Hubert I believe is his name I hope I got it right Is he either Hubert or Hubert From Oregon State He is now a defensive analyst for Texas, um, defensive quality control analysts. Remember, we were talking about them. Joe D. Camillus yep. is uh, taking a, a job as a special teams coach uh, with, uh, would you say, South Carolina? South
1: Carolina, up with the Gamecocks.
0: Which makes sense because sh- uh, Shane Beamer is a uh, special team. He's got a special teams background, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. But uh, he is Brendan Hupert. He's not coming in as a special teams analyst, he's coming in as a kind of a defensive analyst, too. Um, so remember, they got William Gay as one of their defensive analysts. He's gonna he's gonna come in as another one, and remember they got Paul Chris coming back as an analyst. I'm not sure if that means they're done, uh, but he is basically got ties with PK from PK's time at Boise State and his time at Washington. Um, he goes back as he was, as a player when PK was the defensive coordinator at Boise State. Um, he was there, and PK was like the defensive line coach. He was there, and then since then he's been climbing the ranks as a quality control coach. Uh, he was with Dan Hawkins, hired him to coach the D-line at UC Davis in 2017. Uh, he returned to Washington in 2020, director of player development. Uh, he went to Oregon State in a similar role, and it looks like he's going to come to Texas as a kind of defensive quality control analyst so that's out there as well uh for uh, texas football and um texas basketball of course losing to byu uh is a very uh, you know what but that's just honestly that's the nature of the big 12 yeah i mean we expected them to try to we i said as long as they can try to win three out of these next four against these ranked teams that'd be great they've won two out of the three they've played so far they tonight's a big game
1: Tonight's a, a very big game at home. Yeah, I mean, and it's a step up in class. I mean, the uh, you know the, the disappointing part of Saturday was you know you know BYU had lost two in a row, and so they were the desperate team, and they played like it, uh, more desperate team. That's the Big talk. Uh, and and but but the disappointing part is the defense again to allow a team to shoot sixty four percent. I mean, they're making six of every ten shots because they're mostly dunks and layups. And I give uh, you, you give BYU credit; they changed their identity. I mean, because then when they lost to Houston earlier in the week. You know, that was a team that was averaging shooting 35 threes a game, Ron. They were – th- I mean, what's the game – what's the scatter report against BYU? Defend the three. Mm-hmm. You can't let – because they're going to chuck it uh, 35 times a game. Well, in this game, they only shot 17. And what they did was they attacked the basket. So, clearly, you know, they, they surprised Texas early with, like, well, what are these guys doing? They're not shooting. They're going to the basket. We weren't anticipating that. But the, the Longwoods really never adjusted to it, I didn't feel like, and realized, wait a second, they're they they're actually not going to shoot, they're going to go by me. <laughs> and uh, that that led to 64% shooting, and the Longwoods could not get stops, even when they would get on a bit of a run. They also combined that with a with an off night for Max Acemus, their, their leading scorer. Uh, he was only four for 12 and scored 12 points. You, you, need, you need, you know, DeSue had his normal 19. been um, a really yeah. good player, and every time he went off the floor is when BYU would go on their runs, but... You know, you got to get – especially playing at altitude like that. I felt like Rodney Terry was trying to expand the bench a little bit, knowing you're playing at 5,000 feet and you're going to have a longer game. But every time Sioux would go off the floor, that's when the runs would happen and yeah. uh, Texas would, would fall apart yeah. essentially. But, so, yeah, disappointing. That's life in the Big 12. But exactly. now you turn around and you're playing Houston. Uh, they beat uh, K-State on Saturday in the early window, that 11 o'clock game. Afterwards, Jerome Tang, the coach at K-State, said, I think that might be the best defensive team I've ever seen. Uh, so, Kelvin Sampson's team will come in here playing some defense. Yeah, um, they are really, really good. And you, when you see this Houston team tonight, Rod, Look at them. They just look like they look like they could all play football. They're
0: I mean they're, thick. they're, oh, they're like little, like, like big, big defensive ends and linebackers. <laughs> yes, and <stuff. laughs> yes. They, whoever
1: their strength conditioning coach for Kelvin Sampson they are a big team. So the Longhorns, and the Longhorns have a smallish backcourt, right, with Tyrese Hunter and Max A. And this, this is can they handle the physicality of Houston tonight? Will be a big question
0: mark. Yeah, no, it's just hard to win on the road right now in college basketball. Hard to win on the road in the Big Twelve, and it's hard to win uh, on the road right now in college basketball. I saw an interesting stat that said. The AP Top 10 teams have won like 38% of their g- games on the road this year against unranked opponents.
1: Yeah, college so, basketball man. is the biggest home court. It's the sport in which home court, home field Matters more. is the most. Yeah. You know, one-sided. It's
0: because the fans are so close to the action. Oh, yeah. I think that that's a big part of it uh, Environments, yeah.
1: momentum. And you know the teams it's, are pretty even too. By the way, there's not that's true. Good point. Uh, I mean the teams you got mid
0: majors and stuff like yeah. that, and all, yeah, yeah, really good basketball team. But yeah, that's a in the Big Twelve, I think it's a, it's even more so the case. Yeah. And for Texas, that's why you got to win at home.
1: So big game tonight and a huge challenge. And if you you could find a way to win this one tonight to beat Kelvin Sampson's team, who's only lost what what twice all year, um, you're looking at you know you you've gone three out of four in that four straight ranked match from ranked games you have, but you know. If you lose it, you're down back down to three and five in Big 12 play. So, uh, a lot on the line tonight for Texas. That's an eight o'clock tip. So, you have to, you know, you're not, usually, usually they either get that six o'clock or eight o'clock window. They are eight o'clock tonight, uh, part of big Monday basketball.
0: Yeah. And I know people want to talk about the horns down thing. I feel like we talk about horns down a lot. We will talk about it. The, the, the BYU fans who had the horns down on the shirts, we'll get into that and then we'll hear from the BYU coach. And set the record straight because a lot of people, I guess, on social media thought that Texas demanded that. Yeah, there they were a group removed, of kids in the they front. They removed those on the kids, front row that had horns down. They removed spelled their out. shirts, and that was not necessarily the case. So we'll get into it, but it seems like at this point that is a, a tired conversation. We keep having it over and over again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the early indication was that maybe Texas asked them to take the shirts off. That never that happened. Not but the case. Yeah. either way, it's become a conversation. Let's uh, talk about that. Also, the uh, championship games, the Super Bowl. How great is Patrick Mahomes? How good was Brock Purdy yesterday, by the way? I thought that's uh, in my Dan Campbell rant. That's part of the what a second half he played in that game. We'll get to that coming back. Also, some what the facts, Rod. Uh, Jim Harbaugh gave his first interview uh, since taking the L.A. Chargers jobs. So we'll have some of that coming up. Plus, as you said, all the top stories of the morning. The good, the bad, and the ugly on a busy Monday, 29 January. Glad you're with us. Welcome up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook em Up, 1019-AM-1260, The Horn. It is Hook Up on a Monday. What the facts, Rod? What can you say about the Drop. facts about the resume that Patrick Mahomes is building at a the ripe old age of 28 years old, Rod?
0: I'm not pegging against him.
1: 28 me. years old. He's hmm. already won a couple of MVPs. He's now taking his team to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years in the second consecutive year. Uh, just incredible. back to back. For My, first
0: time since what the Patriots did it early two thousands.
1: Yep, and then now chance to go back to back. Um, it's it's it, it, it's incredible. It's uh, remarkable. And just how calm and poised he was yesterday. Look again after their first two drives, they had fourteen points and they only scored three the rest of the way, and that's where you give a ton of credit to the Chiefs defense and the unraveling Ravens. But you know those two touchdowns yeah. were huge. Uh, I mean to, to to put you know your team in the lead and just what he went eleven for his first eleven. Uh, totally in control. 11 of
0: 11 to Kelsey.
1: Yeah, all and on the night.
0: First time all season. I guess we don't. Uh, what the facts? Here's a fact. It was the first time all season that the Ravens gave up two drives and two touchdowns on at the, to start the game. They hadn't done that all season long. Yeah. They they fact, it, was long only, it was only the third opening touchdown drive they allowed all season long. They just. The Ravens hadn't. that. They haven't really experienced that. They, they hadn't been meticulously dissected like that. And they were <laughs> by anybody. That's what well.
1: And then surgeon-like. Well, but look, and then you know the ability to make that twenty-five-yard pass to Mar- Marquez Valdez scanling at the end of the game, where you know if you just you look like you have to punt the ball back to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in a seven-point game, and at least give them one last chance, and instead they go for the throat, and you do that because you're Andy Reid because you trust your quarterback, uh, and he's going to make the right throw, and it was. I mean, this guy's just. He's a legend, and he's just a kid. I mean, I mean not a kid. He's 28, but in, in sports years, that's still very young in your career, yeah, prime of his career. Um, but he's, he's already in the legendary status at a very ripe age. Pretty, pretty amazing what we're watching with him.
0: First quarterback to start four Super Bowls before turning 30. Uh, third QB to start four Super Bowls in a five-season span. He joins Tom Brady and Jim Kelly, unfortunately, for Jim Kelly. Uh, 14 playoff wins. Behind only Brady and Joe Montana. That's it. Those are the only two guys ahead of him in playoff wins right now in NFL history. And the fourth Super Bowl start, uh only Brady and
1: John Elway have more. Already. Um, incredible. Already. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and right now if you want to go to the Super Bowl, which is set with San Francisco and Kansas City, most affordable ticket at the moment, including no fees, eighty one hundred bucks. About eight grand. Mm, eight grand if you want to go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's Vegas, Vegas, baby. It's
0: Vegas. It's Vegas, baby. It's Vegas. Um, oh, did you? Oh, I got to get this too because I saw that where, the, uh, where they have the Chiefs and the 49ers staying in Vegas, they have them staying um, like 25 miles away from the strip. Out at Away Lake. from trouble? They have a, basically, yeah, the Super Bowl will be played in Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs will stay at Weston Lake, Las Vegas. And the San Francisco 49ers will be located at Hilton Lake, Las Vegas. They're trying to keep them away from the strip. They're 25 miles off the strip. So at least they gotta they gotta make a they gotta make an effort to get there. It ain't gonna just be you can't just walk out the door. All right, and walk to the strip. They're trying to keep them away from the strip as much it's as possible. probably wise. It is wise. I think it is. That's smart. It won't work, but it's smart. You can try. <laughs> you can try. It well, work.
1: And, and, you know they'll spend the the first week because it's an off week now. No game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll spend the first week back at home, and then they'll they'll fly into Vegas next week. But uh, they'll yeah. try to keep them busy. But yeah, it's not going to work. It's not <laughs> going to work. work. Well, let me give. Uh, we're we're handing out bouquets to one uh, Patrick Mahomes. How about uh, his his favorite target is Jason Kelsey? Um, Jason Kelsey with or excuse me, Travis Kelsey. Eleven catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown yesterday. How about the throw that Patrick Mahomes made on that touchdown to Kelsey, where he you know just threw it down to his right hip essentially. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the All-Pro safety, he has perfect coverage, and it's just a better throw. Uh, but the 34-year-old's now career postseason totals of receiving yards and receiving touchdowns second only to Jerry Rice, but actually goes past Jerry Rice in receptions in a postseason career. Uh, legendary. I mean, these are these are two all-time greats and performed at a very high level in a big spot again yesterday. Uh, but go, you go by Jerry Rice. In anything, Rod. Yeah, you're, don't matter. It's, I mean, come on. You, you're an impressive. You, you played with Jerry Rice or against him? I played with Jerry
0: Rice in Denver. Yeah, Jerry, Old Jerry, though. Old Jerry. He <laughs> <seeing> hairline Jerry. That's <laughs> nah, so it wasn't in unusual. But he still, hey, he still had a nasty six route, though. He still had an old-school nasty six route, man. So he's the GOAT. Uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey, I'll, I'll add to your stats. Uh, has now played 21 career playoff games. His stats in those games, most ever catches – um, uh, uh, second most ever yard receiving yards and fourth most ever touchdowns with 19.
1: Yeah, it is uh, those two and that's where, you know, Mike McDonald, I see right here, the uh, defense coordinator of the Ravens is going to visit with the commander's brass today because now he and Ben Johnson, the coordinator in, in Detroit, are available for interviews. Uh, there are only two open head coaching spots to the left uh, yeah. and we know they're in Washington and Seattle mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens there, but you know, as we said, it's it's still hard to believe that Mike McDonald and the Ravens, I know you are what you are. And this kind of goes to the Dan Campbell conversation, but as you've, you've said over and over, and it's true, in big games you break tendency. Uh, you you can't let Travis Car- Kelsey carve you up. I mean, no. you just can't. That's the no. one thing you cannot let happen in That's, the game. Exactly. And you and you did, and you did. And you let them get all the early momentum and uh, tried to play your basic zone and, and did what you usually do, which is what Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes expected you to do. You didn't break any tendency, and so they went up and down the field on you in those first two drives. Then you had to adjust, but they would already put two touchdowns on the
0: board. They already put two touchdowns on the board, and that really was the game yep. in a nutshell. Because they, they, once the Chiefs took you – know, once they had a double-digit lead, and none of us see the Chiefs melting down like that. The Chiefs don't do that. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, they don't have those – I can't think of that. I'm sure they have lost a double-digit lead, but it doesn't happen – that often, no. especially in clutch time like that. So, I knew the game was over. Once they got up big, I was like, this game's over. Yeah. I like, the Ravens, and because the Ravens are also – they're kind of a front-runner too. They play a front-running style uh, as well. Uh, there was plenty of time in the game, but I just never saw the uh, – I never saw the offense on the Ravens getting a rhythm. And, man, the Chiefs played with so much poise on the road. They just never – they weren't flappable, unflappable. They really were.
1: I will uh, give you these uh, what the facts before we get to the top of the hour, but uh, it's pretty eerie. You know, the GOAT is Tom Brady, right? Yeah, he is. We know that. But in his first six years, Rod, 70 and 24 in the regular season, Patrick Mahomes, 72 and 22, so almost identical. Playoff record through their first six years, Tom Brady was 12 and 2, Patrick Mahomes is 14 and 3. Uh, AFC championships, Tom Brady had 3, Patrick Mahomes now has 4. Uh, their numbers almost identical through the first six seasons of their careers. And as we said, a lot. I mean, what, can anybody ever pass Tom Brady in any of this stuff? Well, if Patrick Mahomes wants to play long enough, he probably has that ability at 28 years old. That's unbelievable. Because he is uh, on that track and he's going to play in another one. Uh, what did you make of Brock Purdy yesterday? What the fact? How about his performance in the second half? Especially his running rod. Yeah. How many Brock big Perry. times in that second half when he saw coverage that he knew was man, he just took off. They didn't account for him. And 48, those 48 rushing yards don't, like, jump off the stat page, but they were critical in big moments for the 49ers in that comeback. No, in the
0: second half, he threw for um, uh, over 150 yards, rushed for, like you said, over uh, 48 yards, rushed for over 45 yards, had a completion percentage of 80% and had zero turnovers. He averaged 10 yards per rush, too. I mean, that's pretty damn good. No other QB in the last 30 years. Has been able to do that in a half regular season, to postseason. Give it up for Purdy.
1: Well, and unlike uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, he was extremely clutch in a big moment for his football team. Two um, weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, and that's uh, that's what we talk about. You know, MVPs and stats are one thing, but legacies are made in these games. And you know, Brock Purdy is you know backing up his coach and his organization that he is he's a clutch quarterback. Big time club you know, big time players make big plays in big games. He's a clutch He's got the clutch team. And uh He's got you know, it. in the AFC game, Lamar Jackson didn't make those clutch plays and actually made huge a huge mistake. And uh, obviously Brock Purdy was tremendous when it mattered most uh, for the San Francisco forty nine. Mr. Irrelevant mm-hmm. taking his team to the Super Bowl to face potentially the GOAT. That's never happened before. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll talk about it. We're only one hour into our five hour Monday conversation on hook 'em up with Ian Rod B. Stick with us.